Hey everyone, Joe here with the Modern Heathen Man. I want to thank you all for joining us today. I'm here with my wife today, Kelly. Hello. And we're going to be talking a little bit about Frey Faxi. What our things are that we do for it and where it came from and everything else. We're going to get started with that in a little bit. Um, just want to apologize for not being here the past couple days. We've been really busy doing stuff with the family, getting stuff together. And of course, with Frey Facts this past weekend, we're doing some things together and celebrating the harvest and the things that go along with the wheat harvest for this year. It's the first of the three harvests for the year. Um, so it's Frey Faxi, and then after that is Maybon and Samhain. So those are the three harvest festivals that we have for the year for um, Satru and Heathenry. So we'll get started with that in a little bit. I hope everybody had a great Frey Faxi. I hope you uh, celebrated something. If not, it's never too late. Celebrate right now, a couple days later, but it's fine. Just give you veneration and do the stuff that you need to do. So with that said, uh, we'll be back in a few moments, and we'll be talking about Frey Faxi and the other ones coming up. The Harvest Festivals, what they mean, where the name came from, and where they're going. So, see you in a few moments. Grab yourself a cup, grab yourself a horn, grab some mead, grab some cider, grab some coffee. Sit back, relax, and join us for Modern He the Man. You can come right back. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Cars everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small DD poles of 5 to 6 inches for $40. 7 to 8 inches for $45. 9 to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hemdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Scotty, Sif, Air, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So you can meet anybody's needs. Tell them what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, we're back. Thank you for joining us again today. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Freyfaxi, or some people call it Lamas. Or Lanasa. Or Lanasa. A couple different names for it, um, depending on which branch of heathenry you're in. Um, you know, I was reading a lot about it um, a little bit ago. I learned a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. Little. There's not much about it on things. Basically, it's the festival 
to celebrate the harvest of the grain. It's our first harvest time after um, the celebration of the longest day of the year, knowing that we're going to start coming into shorter days. This will be the first chance to harvest some wheat, grind it down, make some bread, right. and have a good time. And, you know, Frey Faxi, we celebrate grain, we celebrate you know, food, we make bread out of it. Um, at our house, we usually make butter from scratch, we make bread from scratch, just so that, you know, we don't forget what it's about and what's going on with it. Well, um, and, and today, as part of our family celebration, because we live in the South, because it's peach season right. here, we're going to make some peach salsa. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make some peach salsa and have it with some um, chips. So the kids will really enjoy that. But either way, um, it falls right between the solstice, which was our last celebration and the september equinox which is our next celebration um very calendar you know following our the wheel of the year the wheel of the year right um so a lot of people make something called llamas bread um there's no real recipe that i'm able to find for this i mean there's a lot of recipes out there but i don't think anybody remembers the actual recipe of llamas bread because i've not been able to find it anywhere i've been looking for it for a while if you know of it send it to me that'd be great so, um, or where I can find it, so I can send everybody else to it. I do want to say, though, you know, in reading a little bit about it, um, a lot of it goes back to uh, medieval times and England and Scotland. And um, they used to call it the gull of August. They didn't know what the word gull meant, but they think it's from the word gual ost, which stands for a feast. So the gual ost, which is the feast of August, was Lamas. Right. Um, and that actually got its name, believe it or not, from Lamb Mass, which was a time of year that they sacrificed lambs, the Christians did, um, or the Jewish people would sacrifice lambs um, for their sins and stuff. And that became the Lamb Mass, which is the word Lamas. And of course, they, as everything, took our celebration of this time of year and made it their own and turned it into what they want it to be. So it is what it is. Um, we still celebrate it as it is. A couple different things. It's mentioned in a few things like um, Shakespeare. It's mentioned in Doctor Who. Um, Shakespeare's in Romeo and Juliet, and it's observed uh, by Juliet, which uh, come Lamas Eve at night shall she, Juliet, be 14. So it's her birthday. So it's Juliet's yeah. birthday. Well, yeah, yeah. Saturday was Juliet's birthday. Friday was Juliet's Friday birthday. Was Friday, Friday was Juliet's birthday. That's cool. So happy birthday, Juliet. One of my favorite things in um, Shakespeare's. But it's significant because she, she met Romeo on her, right before her 14th birthday. Right, which would be Lamas. Right. So. And wasn't able then to enjoy her life, wasn't able to come to womanhood, is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a. That's the reason for why she, you know, he mm -hmm. made it that day, was because it kind right. of was a foreshadowing of her death and dying because she wouldn't be able to be you know a full woman because she right. killed herself so young gotcha okay does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely um so william hone speaks um in the everyday book in 1838 of a later festival llamas day sport common among scottish farmers near edinburgh um he says that they build towers leaving a hole for a flagpole in the center so that they may raise their colors when the flag over the many peat constructed towers were raised. Farmers would go to other towers and attempt to level them through. Oh, so we kept so like catching the, the flag. flag. Yeah. <laughs> so it's catching the flag as well, which is really good. 
Um, yeah, Lammas is one of the Scottish quarter days. Lammas leaves or Lammas growth refers to second crop of leaves produced in high summer by some species of trees in temperature countries, uh, temperate countries, pardon me, to replace those lost to insect damage. They offer different, they often differ slightly in shape, texture, and or heart. Airiness from the earlier leaves. Well, and it also says it's the it's the end of the hay phase, the hay um, harvest. Right, because it's grain. Hay is grain. Yeah, it's it's grass. Yeah. Harvest. Yeah. So that's what they're celebrating too, is that they had a bountiful hay Mm. um, harvest that year. So it'll be a celebration of that, or getting getting together to harvest the hay for the whole community. One of the things, if you used to be Christian, you remember harvest home at church where everybody would bring in food for the. pastor or the reverend and his family to celebrate harvest home that was right now and there's there were three harvest homes for the year again following our calendar and those harvest homes would be this weekend um the weekend of um what's the other one coming up um maybon and then Samhain, of course which is thanksgiving or um um halloween yeah yep so yeah, so if you're a Christian, you remember those. So what do we do for ours? Honestly, we don't do that much other than produce um, grain foods, things that are like bread and um, cereals like that. Um, we try to do something that involves harvesting for the first time. Um, just the other day for Friday, I made, I harvested some peppers from a yard. Oh, they were so good. Yep, harvested some other stuff like um spices and stuff like the rosemary the basil the thyme the oregano um, put that in there um tomato sauce tomatoes if my tomatoes were grown this year i'd have tomato sauce my tomatoes were destroyed by the heat this year so, so we had stuffed peppers yep. for i mean stuffed peppers for dinner that amazing i celebrated so again harvesting though harvesting your stuff harvesting you know from the ground making sure it's fresh making sure it's something that everybody can enjoy but i think it's also about the community around you i think right. like because you know some of the things we did do like i've i've been working two jobs this past week i'm transitioning from one job to another so i've been really tired but yesterday was my first day off in like a week and a half. yeah <laughs> and uh it was nice to have a day off to do whatever we wanted to do and we ended up taking some friends of ours to do some stuff to you know some errands and stuff for them and, you know, that's kind of part of that harvesting, too, you know, helping others um, do what they need to do, helping others get the supplies and things that they need. I think that's part of the community and the feeling of like taxi yeah. and any harvest festival is helping those around you. It's a community thing. It's not just an individual or a family thing. So, you know, doing random acts of kindness or just helping somebody out. That's a big thing for this time of the year. And we always think about it at Yule or, you know, that time of the year because we're all, everybody talks about it at Christmas and Yule and helping the community and helping others and doing this. That, but I think we should take these harvest times to do that too. Definitely. I mean, our harvest is great and we harvest the great things. We do the things we need to do. But I think we need to turn more toward the old ways, um, back to the lifestyle of, kindreds and families living together i mean you know the norse people lived in giant longhouses with multiple families living amongst them, right. them each other with multiple longhouses you know making up a an area and i mean we looked at the vikings um, 
TV show, and we see that they each lived in their own farm. There were farmers that lived in their own farm, but for the majority, they lived in longhouses. I mean, we we don't, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, we're so used to being individualized because we're so. Um, I don't want to say tribally set for many, many years. Right. Everybody wants to branch out and become themselves, and this is the better way to live. But it is a nice thing for community. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about um, the holiday coming up, um, a little bit more about this holiday, and just talk in general. So we'll be back in a few moments. See you in a bit. Hey everyone, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard, and I was looking around and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, so in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful heathen place called Beast Curiosities. Now, they don't just offer beard oil. They have quite a few different products available through them. Um, you definitely want to go ahead and check them out at beastcuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite. I tried Tears Loyalty. And I tried, give me one second, Yord's Wilderness. All of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell. And other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they tried really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's going to do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products till they got the great one together and they call it their magical beard oil. I will tell you, it is magical. It smells great. Even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours, my beard still smelled great and felt great. So with that said, I'm gonna tell you to go ahead and check them out. Again, they're not only beard oil, but Beast Curiosity is a place you wanna go. Beastcuriosities.com. You can also email him and check out his products at Beast beastcuriosities.com. They have a Twitter account at BS Curiosities, and you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash beastcuriosities. You definitely want to go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. Hey, everyone, we're back, and thank you for joining us. So the next celebration in our repertoire of celebrations is winter findings. Um, that is the harvest. So the way it goes, the harvest of grain is first, which is Freyfaxi, and then Maybon or winter findings is next, which is the harvest of fruits and vegetables. And the last one, of course, being um, Ostara or Samhain or what's the name for it? Winter nights. Well, why did you say Ostara? Ostara I don't know why. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, Samhain or Halloween or uh, Winter Nights. Right. Um, those are just a couple of the names. I'm reading. I'm thinking that I'm reading. Sorry. Yeah. yeah so then there's that one. That one's the harvest of meat and also the remembrance of the ancestors as we prepare to go into the winter time. And the and the wild hunt. And the wild. Yeah, the wild, wild hunt run. starts right after that exactly. So with that said. Um, yeah, I hope you had a good Freyfax. Yeah, I hope you ate some bread. If not, get a chance to do some or eat some whole grain bread. Just celebrate that grain and celebrate the 
feast that you can I have. Yeah. Like a, a multi-grain or a yeah. nine-grain bread. Yeah, whole wheat. Whole wheat, yeah, something that's not your typical average white enriched bread. white bread. Yeah. Like Wonder Bread. Yeah. <laughs> but if you only got Wonder Bread, don't worry about it. Go ahead and have it and enjoy it and make it yours. You know what right. I mean? So don't worry too much about it. But other than that, just try your best to uh, go ahead and get something um, that you can enjoy that'll be representative of wheat and grains so with that said so the next holiday is uh, winter findings findings. and that is for fruits and vegetables and that's when we usually celebrate idun and her apples like that we do a lot of stuff drink some cider i usually make some um hard cider i love it when we were back home because it was fall and it would start to be that fall weather and that's when you're like you know i'm i'm on that girl that wants the pumpkin spice latte and just decorate for Halloween and to do all that fun fall stuff. Well, I'll go to the pumpkin patch and pick pumpkins. and don't, don't let her fool you. She starts planning for Halloween in August. They're already yeah, talking about yeah. getting stuff to put on the windows. And, I'm like, what the heck? and we're lucky some of our Halloween decorations haven't even come down yet <laughs> since last Halloween. It's so Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> Christmas tree and Yule tree is ridiculous. But with that said, so for that celebration, we do a lot with um, apples, do a lot with um, fruits, uh, not too many things with vegetables. Um, try to really celebrate. That's when also it's honey um, collection time, believe yeah. it or not. So that's when I get my stuff ready for making my mead and start preparing for the meads I want to make for the year. Start hopefully ending Ooh, and getting rid of the meads that are here and giving them away to people for celebrations yep. and putting Start some up. to get ready for making new stuff for the rest for the next year. Yep. So. That's when I make my boucher usually because it's nice and warm and yeah. it gets a nice smell of it in the house when I start to caramelize that honey. So, you know, we have a lot of different things that go on in our house for those celebrations. I, I really do I, enjoy the harvest celebrations. I think we just like fall. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> for us, it means cool weather, which is nice. You know, being here in Alabama, the last, yeah, really say, cool the last five years of our life we've lived in where it's hot all the time. And, you know, living around people that when it gets down to 60 degrees, they want to put on, you know, moon boots and parkas. I look at them going, what is wrong with you? Well, I'm still in shorts and a t-shirt sweating. Right. But it's 60 degrees. It's hot. You know, because they don't know what minus 35 looks like right. with a wind chill of minus 200. Well, and then so. coming from a place where it would snow in the middle of June. And yeah, then, yeah, in Utah. Yeah, so we lived in Utah for four years. It would literally, literally snow in the middle of June. And it was um, the end of June, actually. The year that we moved away, it was the end of June. And I'm like, it snowed on my birthday. I'm yeah. like, that's it. We're moving. We're out of here. We're, here. we're done. Because yeah. <laughs> it was snowing in the morning when I went to work. And then by the time I got home, it was 85 degrees. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun either way. So, but, um, one of the things, I'm, I love fall foods, too. That's one of the best things about fall is the mm-hmm. apples and pumpkins and squash and right. three sisters stew and, and, and those kind of things. Well, one of my favorite things about fall was always um, getting ready to go out hunting. Um, the hunting and the fishing and, you know, you're in the woods right. and it's when the woods are most active. I mean, it's when you see, you know, the most animal because everybody's preparing for winter. You know, they're all out there getting their fill of food, burying their nuts, doing the things, getting all the, the energy they can on building their fat layers up so that they can either hibernate 
or make it through that winter. Um, so everybody's getting ready for the fall, and it's really crazy to see that. Um, being a heathen, uh, you know, just shows that we're not the only people preparing. You know, we have to look and see, and even the world knows the time is coming because it's dropping its leaves, getting its um, stuff down so that the roots don't get frozen in the snow. Um, to kill the plant. I mean, even the trees. No, but I mean, up north they do. But I'm saying, you know, even the trees know that winter's coming, the hard time's coming, so they're dropping those leaves to make that mulch so that their leaves don't freeze, you know, over the, or not their leaves, so their roots don't freeze over the winter and kill them, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's really wild. You know, we, we follow this calendar of the year, and most people don't even look at it, and they don't even get a chance to see it the way we do. But, you know, the rivers are starting to swell so that when they freeze, the fish can go low, and the fish are finding those right. low places right now because, you know, the winter's coming, and they want to go where the rapids are to keep warm and have those low spots in the river. So when it freezes on top, they're not freezing inside the water. I mean, everybody just knows what's coming. So right. I love that action and that. Um, activity in the in the woods when I go in there, you know, I'm getting ready for my hunt for um, deer or turkey or grouse or pheasant. And while I'm there, I can see all this happening. And it was really cool. Um, just right before your eyes, I'm watching everything prepare for that great darkness time, that wild hunt time, the time of Darth where we have nothing. And we hope that everything we did is going to prep us for that time of year. So. And I think spiritually, it's a time for that gathering of what's important too. Like you're shedding what's not important to you, or or shedding like the things that don't serve you anymore. Right. The things that don't serve you for the summer and things like that, and prepping for that dark time, gathering those that are closer to you together, and mm-hmm. you know, reevaluating. Like we do. You know, something that we do kind of every season, but it's it's more prevalent, I think. In the fall. Yeah. You start to, you know, harvest those, you know, feelings and stuff and reevaluate those feelings more than other times of the year. You start to, you know, get... We well, also find that I think I think we're we're in the house more, and we're we're knowing we're going to be in the house a lot more. So we start cleaning the house a lot more, and we start getting rid of that clutter right. that is you know that piled is. up all summer because we haven't been in the home at all. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the other thing too. So we're getting ready ourselves for our yard sale this coming weekend. We were going to have it this weekend, but things just happened. And the rain. And the rain and the storms and everything else. We didn't get yeah. it together. You know, but we're also. You know, we got a call from a friend of ours this morning who may be coming to recollect herself. And it's right. kind of the perfect time for her to do that. You know, she doesn't even realize it herself what she's actually doing, I don't think. But I think it's, you know, that hard. It's time. natural. It is kind of natural. You know, I said it all the time. Yeah. I said it all the time. Most people, when they actually get into heathenry and the Satru, they begin to find out that it's more natural, like it's a more natural way of living and that we're not doing things like everybody thinks we're doing some really weird hokey stuff and whatever. And it's not that way. Like they attend our services, our rituals, and they're like, oh, that was really cool or that was really neat. And that was really like, you know, inviting. Like um, I just did that wedding in Florida and most of the people there had no clue even what a hand fasting or a satru was. But as we went through it and we honored the four winds and we honored each other and we honored the bride and groom and they honored each other and they took their oaths on this ring that they were holding, knowing that they were going to be bound by that. 
it became a really cool ceremony that didn't involve anything weird that they would think was weird. Right. You it know? Just kind of took it as normal. And, you know, one of the coolest things, and even, I think it was the bride's mother, mm-hmm. had commented, it had started to storm right before the wedding had started. Yeah, it was but great. It wasn't like a full-on thunderstorm. You could just hear the thunder starting to rumble in the distance as she was coming down the aisle. And, like, the monster, those were great sound effects. And we're like, that wasn't a sound effect. That was a blessing. But, you know, we couldn't, like, the bride and I just looked at each other like, yeah, that was a cool sound effect. But, you know, know, for us, that was a blessing. Right. Thor watched me do this ceremony and was happy that it was happening. Yeah, and then as soon as the wedding, like literally the minute the wedding was over, it was the gone. heavens broke loose. Yeah, and it was great, you know. And there was a there was a rainbow before the ceremony, right. so I had it all was there blessing it. It was amazing. Those are the those are you know. But we we noticed at that point in time that things were changing for us. And I think it was after that summer equinox between that time mm-hmm. and this time that things started to change a little bit things are you know people are reevaluating their their um their lives a little bit their community mm-hmm. their friends their thoughts so it's just that kind of time to do that and it's all coming together right. now right and it's a good time for prepping all that when we come back we'll talk a little bit more and um, we'll close out i want to thank you all for joining us today but we'll come back and talk a little bit more in a few moments and we'll see you in a moment Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items helps support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. We'll find you at Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us. We're back. I want to thank you for listening to those um, promos for heathen businesses. Um, each one of those heathen businesses are actually acquaintances or friends of ours that do really good work, and almost all of their stuff we've had or used or you know enjoyed in one way or another. So we're sharing that with you all. Um, as a matter of fact, 
right now my beard mm, my beard smells so good it still smells like the uh, beard oil that i used yesterday i haven't done it yet today but oh man it smells really good it smells really so i can still yep still, yeah. still there it's really good smelling so if you really want some good beard oil i'm going to say again that uh Beast Curiosity is a place to go. Okay, so let's talk about harvesting and holidays and everything. Um, you know, with all these holidays here, I wanted to talk a little bit about our favorite holidays. What's your favorite holiday, Kelly? Um, I, I think I'm Samhain holiday is definitely my favorite. Yeah. It's just always been my favorite. Gotcha. I think my favorite, believe it or not, is when we do the Feast of the Iron Hair Yard. Um, the Feast of the Iron Hair Yar is um, something that I really enjoy. Just write to her and tell her she wants to get her for a few seconds. She can. I'm trying to get a friend on real quick to talk about her favorite holiday. But anyway, my favorite is the Feast of the Iron Hair Yar. I enjoy, I enjoy honoring the Iron Hair Yar and those that may become Iron Hair Yar. I enjoy honoring the fallen warriors um, that you know are represented. We're really close to a base, and I enjoy. Um, I shouldn't say I enjoy it. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I really like that holiday. I love doing the honoring for those people that have served our country, um, for those that have given the greatest sacrifice for our country, and I, I like honoring them, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite one. My second favorite one, I, I don't know. I would probably say um, – I don't know. It's hard to determine, you know. I like them all, but that's my favorite is the Feast of the Hair. It's not even a real holiday, but it's a Feast of the Hair. I really like Yule, too. I like the idea of Yule. We usually have a potluck then and a good get-together for everybody, and we give out presents and stuff. So I really enjoy that as well. I was going to say, I thought your favorite was usually like Ostara, like that Easter, like that, that springtime when everything's coming new, and you would go fishing like around that time yeah. of the year. And, and, um, I used to be a really big fisherman. I used to really so go yeah, fishing. So, yeah, I back home fishing was yeah. like right around that time of the year, like right, right. around the first day of spring. And, you know, then, like, you see all the baby animals out and that kind mm. of thing. And, you know, life is coming back and stuff like that. And I always right. thought that that was kind of your favorite holiday. Definitely. Like, my favorite time of the year. What's well, my favorite time of the year? I'm just talking about my favorite holiday in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did like the spring quite a bit. I, I was really a good fisherman. I was a really good trout fisherman. And I used to go trout fishing all the time. So. I was always the fall kind of girl. I was like the fall and the cool weather. Like, not too cold. I don't like the snow. I don't like cold weather. But I like the fall. I like the changing of the leaves. And just that the whole atmosphere at that time. Um, our friend that we were trying to get on the podcast, her favorite is Halloween, too. So, yeah. Yeah, we would talk. Tell me to get on the podcast and we talk. Tell me why. Well, you hadn't said that, but you don't yeah. want to get on right now. Okay. Everybody's, everybody's always afraid of talking to you guys. I don't know why. I think they're like, I was going to say, like, so she and I just talked the other day, and she had mentioned something about when Hocus Pocus is on, you better shut up and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so I have a copy, and she's like, yeah, that's cool. I said, so every time we get together, we're going to just sit down and watch it in silence and just, like, Hocus Pocus and chill. And she's like, yeah, that's going to be our thing from now on. <laughs> oh, no. I'll, I'll keep doing podcasts while they're doing that. So that we stop doing that, but you know how it is. It's a girl thing, though. I guess. I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> Joe can't stand that movie. No, it's kind of stupid. There's a few movies I can't stand. Yeah, but most anyway. of them are ones that I love. <laughs> musicals. She loves musicals, but I just don't. I don't get into musicals at all. Which is when we watched the Barbara Seville or something. Oh, um, no, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. One word in the whole thing. The word and. He was okay with the whole movie until that point. He's like, I can't watch it anymore. I'm like, what? No. So if it's an opera, they're singing through the whole thing, and I can deal with that. The minute they just talk and sing, like, it's the whole idea of just breaking in the song for no reason whatsoever. I mean, sitting here talking about holidays, and they're just going to, and the holiday, the most. I'm not going to do that. That's not real. That's not a reality of life, so... You know, if I'm on the phone with him, it's going to break in the song, singing something about whatever. So, anyway, back to the topic. So, those are our two favorite holidays. Um, pick yours, you know, and, and have a good one. But either way, um, venerate. That's what I'm going to say. You know, I keep saying about getting back to the old idea of venerating by yourself. Um, venerating the gods, venerating the ancestors. Um, Samhain, I kind of like too because of the ancestors, but yeah, you know, I, I do my ancestors quite a bit. So, well, I, I think one of the reasons you like the Iron Hair Yard too is because you have a lot of family that have been in the military, yeah, and, stuff, and you, know, you kind of feel closer to them when when we talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you venerate them and things like that at that time of the year. Definitely. Like that. So, well, that's our talk today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to add anything, you can visit us on the Modern Heathen Man at gmail.com. Yep, and hopefully I'll have kind of a better schedule, so I'll be able to come on here a little bit more. Yes, yeah, I won't be alone all the time. Maybe we'll start doing our podcast at night if you're working in the morning. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how yep. it goes. So, um, also, you can go to Facebook at the Modern Heathen Man and on Twitter at the Modern Heathen Man. Um, you can find us on all those places. You can make comments or suggestions for shows. Um, we really want to hear from you. Definitely. Yep. Like hearing from our fans. Yep. And who's my number one fan right now? Uh, still Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Love you guys. Um, thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much for taking the time to hear the podcast. I want to hail you for listening. Hail you for the time you take to be a heathen and uh, hail the things that you do to become a heathen. Again, any questions, don't hesitate to put them on there. I appreciate the time you take. I tell you to have a wonderful day. Goodbye from Joe. Bye from And have a great session in venerating if you get a chance. Talk to you later. Bye bye.